First off, I hope you all are well and safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's a crazy time. We're all affected. And I hope that this episode gives you a little relief from the monotony of the day or the increased workload, depending upon who you are. This podcast is all about connecting practitioners because, you know, you're not alone. There are more of you than you think. I first heard of my guest from several of my clients. I had to know what she was up to. There was so much energy, so much buzz. And the way that people talked about her really made me think, do I have that kind of connection with all of my clients? So of course I had to experience what she was doing. I basically broke out of my exercise shell and participated in her yoga class. I haven't gone to yoga class in 20 years. Yep, I'm over 40. I soon realized what everyone was raving about. The attention to detail, personalization, and intention. You know, it felt so different. It was in a group of 30, yet I felt like she was giving me attention every step of the way. I asked if we could talk shop, so we had some coffee. And I'm super excited to introduce her to all of you. Alexandra Modell is a board-certified acupuncturist and herbalist, a diplomat in traditional Chinese medicine, and experienced registered yoga teacher. She's a healthcare provider dedicated to treating the whole person. With a combined skill set in both integrative medicine and mind-body healing modalities, Alexandria utilizes a diverse approach to treat patients with a variety of conditions and assist students on a path to wellness. A graduate of the Pacific College of Health and Sciences, Alexandria discovered her calling in East Asian medicine while living in Taipei, Taiwan, where she was teaching for Pure Yoga, one of Asia's leading yoga studios. After benefiting from the exceptional healthcare and integrative medical system in Taiwan, which included access to both Eastern and Western treatment strategies, she returned to school to immerse herself in Eastern medicine. Her rigorous graduate coursework included studies in acupuncture, herbal medicine, and biomedicine. Alexandria is in general and family practice and treats a range of disorders including pain, stress, and anxiety, allergies, headaches, digestive, and women's and men's health. Alexandria is especially passionate about practicing classical Chinese herbal medicine. She's also an instructor in the College of Health Sciences at UW-Milwaukee. She's a longtime yoga practitioner and teacher. Her teaching focuses on therapeutic applied anatomy and the mindfulness traditions, and she offers workshops and training programs nationally. So if you're looking for an acupuncturist that practices traditional Chinese medicine, or you want an awesome online or in-person yoga experience, go to alimodel.com. I'll have it in the show notes. I'm extremely excited to welcome to the show, Ali Modell. Be much better if we were sitting in a... Uh, in a coffee house right now, right? Sure. 
<laughs> social distance coffee. <laughs> right. Social distance. Oh my God, that'd be funny. It's so true. And so thank you so much. I just appreciate you. How are you guys doing? You know, is as good as, as can be expected with staying inside in this house with, you know, two kids that you know one's one's 12 one's nine that wants to go bonkers when, when you know of course you know your kids you, you want to get out and play and you want to have a good time and we try to go to the park and i was like you know we can't go on any equipment at least we can run around at the park behind us right. and even then it's like if anyone's even remotely close you gotta you know head out and if it's a windy day you wonder if you should be wearing masks and you know it's just you you're trying to protect every step of the way. How are you currently dealing with your practice? And I, I, I saw that you were thinking of going back to school. And, and so what can you tell me some of the things that you've been doing um, uh, for this time in, in yeah. COVID-19 time? <laughs> uh, yeah, what a unique time to be alive. Um, I Completely. think that's definitely true. Uh, so uh, and again, thank you for just generating the conversation um, and talking to practitioners and, and all of that. Um, so I've been doing a few different things. Um, you know, I've taken the advice from governing bodies for acupuncture uh, and herbal medicine. So those two things tend to go together, all under the umbrella term of traditional Chinese medicine. There are lots of different types of acupuncture. Um, so we were all strongly encouraged to close even though we could legally have stayed open seeing seeing patients um, so I'm not seeing any patients in my in my office and now um, many of us are doing telehealth or telemedicine is the term so doing consultations um, particularly for like customized herbal or supplements um, herbal formulas or supplements over a, a um, interface like zoom um, and so that's really what I've shifted to that's one thing I've been doing so that's been really positive um, as you probably know I've, I've been teaching a little bit of yoga online which uh, it's going okay, and I don't have any issues um, shifting to an online format just for a group class. Mm -hmm. um, I never, I, I, uh, per the question you brought up, you know, a moment ago, um, I don't know if I ever really thought about online platforms. I think I'm okay with some degree of online learning because I teach a class um, at the university online. It's definitely hard not to be able to touch or see a patient hundred um, percent. But I think like different strategies are important for different times. And so this is a, you know, the online strategy is, is I think um, what most of us have to do to um, kind of keep going or at least connect, connecting with, with patients and, and clients and students. Um, and then, yeah, I'd say, so the, so telemedicine doing some yoga online, and then I did apply <laughs> to go back to school. Um, we'll see if I get it. I got applied to Duke, which is a really good school. Um, so I should find out soon though, cause I just, I met the deadline. Um, and I've been thinking about that for a while. Um, you know, in my field, there's the opportunity to do a professional doctorate, mm -hmm. the program, I have a master's, the program that I'm in became a professional doctorate while I was in it, but I'm not that interested in doing it because of certain ethical concerns. So this was my other route of continuing my education. 
Mm. Um, so I'm waiting. In your class, your instruction is so clear that literally you feel like a personal connection at the, cl at the class with your eyes closed. Uh -huh. so, so it's like if you can deliver that kind of experience in person, um, remotely seems like a, a good transition to, to, um, to continue that process and, and even make it like, because um, your class is so crowded. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. that's what's so yeah. cool, too, is that, like, you have to get there half an hour early to make sure you have your spot, even right. if there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. <laughs> it okay. just it, it, it just it tells volumes towards um, that sure. personal connection that you that you deliver with your words and with um, and with your pacing of your coaching, which you still deliver online. So I, I guess overall, um, with the backstory part of this, sure. um, can you give us uh, a little bit of a, a kind of how did you get to command of your language and, and your coaching skills to where you are now? Because that's what seemed to draw everyone to you, you know, in that transparency. Sure. Yep. I, um, I, again, I appreciate the comment and, and I know you and I share, you know, clients and patients and, and they all, they all love you too. So I just want to make sure to acknowledge you too. Thank you. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, great question. So I think a few things come to mind, um, with that, um, one, I have a background in education. So before I did anything in health and wellness, um, I was a teacher. And I really, really believe there's a science to, to pedagogy, right? Like, how do you deliver instruction and the sequence of information and the way and rate in which someone can absorb information? Like, mm -hmm. that is so key. I feel like I get tingles as I talk about that. Um, so... Uh, that I think really has influenced how I teach, um, why teaching and education is still such a huge part of what I do. Um, I really, it, it, it's super influential. So I know people believe like you, you, anybody could be a teacher or a coach, um, but right, like oh, no, it takes it's the so skill. Hard. It's so hard, right? <laughs> I think that it can really make or break, um, just like the connection with the client, right? The, how you talk to someone. Um, so I think that, um, has been really key. Um, and then too, just, um, I think my, the, just the background and connection being in yoga and meditation, a lot of meditative practices advocate for, um, discernment. Right. So like the ability to be clear about what is what. Right. Meditation is like a clarifying practice. Um, it, right. It calms the mind for sure. Um, but it also helps one become more clear, I think, in him or herself um, about things. So I think that and then, you know, both my parents, I always laugh about this. Both of them are psychotherapists. <laughs> right. My dad, psychologist. My mom is a child therapist. Um, so just growing up with parents. <laughs> you know, advocate for um, communication and the, the power of communication, um, I think, is was super influential. So I, I yeah, so I think those three features maybe influence my, um, you know, how I 
uh, talk and speak and work with other people. Do you, do you have any um, any resources in mind that have stood out to help you with that besides your parents? Yeah, it's a great um, it's a great question. So, um, it, so yes, I would say to a few things coming to mind. If I think about my education background. Mm -hmm. um, one learning tool that comes to mind is uh, two, two learning tools. One, it's called the zone of proximal development. Hmm. So that is, you can look it up online. Um, it's some scholars uh, uh, theory, and that's the zone in which people or children or whomever um, learn the best, right? And so that means content when it's delivered can't be too high level because mm. people won't be able to take it in and it can't be too easy. So you have to, to find that person's just right spot. So mm. that is something that, that sticks with me all the time when I see who's in my class or, um, or let's say I have a patient who's really new to holistic medicine. They're like, I don't get what you do. <laughs> Right. Oh, <laughs> Never hear that one. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Right. So how am I going to talk to that person that meets them where they're at? Um, the other feature from education, again, I'm just going with these these things you learn in education, is is Bloom's taxonomy. So it's like, um, in in how are you learning? Are you describing something? Are you synthesizing information? Are you applying information? So to know um, how you're delivering that information, mm. I think uh, makes a difference. Um, so again, those those are strategies just from the education world. And then the meditation world, if I would like kind of steer people toward that, I'm sure you have a lot of resources also. Um, but particularly, I'm interested in insight meditation. Mm -hmm. So that's um, like Jack Cornfield um, is one practitioner there. Tara Brock is another. Um, if people are familiar with the mindfulness-based stress reduction courses, that's John Kabat-Zinn. So those practitioners um, particularly help to advocate for, you know, clarity practices. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's helpful. What I see in the class is, is are a bunch of people that are taking action into helping themselves and they, and they want a connection with someone to help facilitate that, which I feel like it innately happens with your language and your teaching, you know? Yeah, and I... I want to second the point that you bring up about, you know, someone who wants you to fix, fix them versus like you're in a collaborative experience with a, a client um, or, or a student and you're holding space for that person to, to do it themselves and you're, you're guiding them and offering, par you know, some solutions, of course, but they're doing the work, they're doing the work themselves. Yeah. Um, it's much harder to fix somebody. How do you see your practice now that, that you get to choose whatever direction you want to take this thing? And it was funny because when we spoke earlier, you talked about just how you're, you're really caught up in the flow and the excitement of how many different facets your practice has. Sure, sure. And like now you have this opportunity hmm. to really like look at it 
and be like, well, I really want this to be like this and this to be like that. So give us an idea pre-COVID what what like your average week was like. Sure. You know, I mean, could you could you give me an, like an example of, of that? Yeah, what that looked like. So, yeah, um, you know, I haven't been in I, I used to be half Chicago, half Milwaukee. Then my practice really started growing in Milwaukee. So I've been here about two years in the Milwaukee area, seeing seeing clients um, and it grew really quickly. So I didn't expect it. Um, and. So I, I didn't expect it. So I was doing, you know, some other things as it grew just to have multiple income streams. Um, you know, I have a lot of patients who come from the yoga world. And then I had this u- connection with the university. So I was, you know, doing a few different things as my practice grew. But really in the last, the later half of 2019, it just skyrocketed. Um, I was at 50 plus patients a week, which is for my field a lot. (laughs) Um, You know, that's 50 hours already right there. I can see two patients an hour sometimes. Mm. So that, you know, helps reduce the actual total hour time. But, um, you know, I was still teaching yoga at at the studio and then I was teaching um, a university course. So just one in the uh, spring semester, one in the fall term. But it was a lot. Um, So a lot was happening at one time. Um, And as I expressed to you, you know, when we we had a coffee a few months ago, it, it felt like too much. It was very exciting to mm-hmm. feel all that growth, um, but it was, I, I need to, I, I was looking at ways to handle it. And so COVID has, uh, <laughs> the, the COVID lifestyle or, or how, whatever you want to call it, has um, forced me into that a little bit. I'm, I'm, I think it's probably forcing all of us to look at ourselves in a, in a different way a little bit. Yeah. Um, And so I still think I'm um, figuring out what it will look like when I go back and what I want it to look like. Mm. Um, And so, again, to totally answer your question about where I'm at now, I think I'm in a a place of figuring figuring that out. So what I want it to look like a little bit more um, when I go back. And I think I'm in more of a place of ownership Mm. of that. And so it put me back into that ownership role um, where before I I felt like a little bit it was out of control because it had grown so exponentially so quickly. Especially when you see that kind of success, you know. Right, right. And and I think everything's an ebb and flow, right? So if now there's a contraction, I think that's just bringing me back to my roots a little bit more, if I can phrase it that way. And then, you know, when we go back into that expansion, back into seeing more patients and and back into our physical offices, um, then, you know, I'll moderate that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when you get to to reframe, reframe your, your purpose and your vision towards what you would like it to be. And, I mean, with that being said, um, have, do you have like a specific time of day that like you spend focusing on that stuff like right now, because you do have the opportunity. Cause like, sure. one of the, it's, it's, 
rescheduling and retooling the schedule in order to <laughs> not have the day or to have the day shoot past you at a zillion miles an hour. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Being at home, I'm like less, I'm seeing less patients, but I feel like more busy, like just because the t- it's like a time warp. Yeah. It's, it's a so massive strange. time. No days it's, of the week. <laughs> no days. It's kind of amazing too when you like take off that structure from your life a little bit. Um, you know, I know it's great uh, and great question about you know schedules. So I think um, you know I think I'm a really structured person, and that's also how I was able to operate seeing so many people. And that it goes back to that clarity of like how I teach yoga and and the sequence of instruction and blah, blah, blah. Um, so definitely, um, I've tried to create a structure. Uh, so that, so yes, I've tried to create a structure. Um, I don't necessarily have certain days where I'm like, I'm going to see patients on this day. I've tried to though batch or group them. So if I'm already scheduling consults next Tuesday, I try to get everybody you know, into a, a group and that has so far worked really, really well. Nice. Um, yes. And then try to, you know, have a structure to my yoga teaching and then my own personal care, um, you know, my own yoga practice and exercise. And, um, but yeah, I know it's, it's hard if you, uh, if, if for those people who can't create their own structure, you know, I think people are dispositioned in different ways. So I can see where this could be just, difficult yeah so, i mean what, what, what oh i mean it's oh it it was funny because you know i went from about 60 hours a week you know yeah. and um and, and that was actually way down from what i used to do you know i, yeah. I, I made sure See? that it's only monday monday through friday and like no weekends yeah. right and now it was weird because the whole idea of a of a perfect day you know i'm going through this this process yeah. of a perfect day and it took a pandemic to get to my perfect day, which is yeah. really, really messed up, I think. Um, right. And it literally, I've been writing out different schedules now um, so that I see clients Monday, Wednesday, and Friday online. Uh-huh. It's been primarily about making sure that I I have that diligent structure so that my play is better and yep. that the things that I really want to accomplish, I am... I'm focused on that creation time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I think because you're just such an intentional person, right? You would of course create that structure for yourself, <laughs> or you know that framework for yourself. And I like. Um, I just want to second the idea of like you know. So then, when you're with clients, you can just be in that mind frame versus like flipping back and forth. Yeah between family, clients, you know, the back end of your business, whatever. So I do think that that structure is, is really, really vital. So, and I, yeah, I'm just curious, I, you know, for me, just even talking about the pandemic itself, like what's the long-term solution? I, I don't, yeah, that's, that's a crazy thing to think yeah. about. I mean, it's, it's the largest pattern interrupt yeah. in, in the world, you know, yeah. Yep. It's like everyone's patterns are completely messed up. In um, now is the opportunity to to shift a perspective and um, 
and also have these changes actually mean something. And at the same time, the, the legitimate question is like, what if, what if one-on-one in-person meetings are, are, are you know, like people are incapable of having them for right. years to come because of the risk of yep. transmitting a, like a deadly disease? Yep. That's, that's yep. a real question. That is a real question. Yeah. Yeah. I that. Yeah. And um, from what I'm reading, just if you look at, I think we are, um, I by no means am an expert on on the pandemic. I'm sure we're all kind of reading about it, like go down that rabbit hole a little bit. But like if you look at um, Wuhan, China, and I, you know, I, I lived abroad, so I feel like I have a lot of colleagues and friends still over in Asia, Taiwan Mm -hmm. and mainland China. So I kind of am following what's happening, just what's happening through them. Um, And so, you know, the people who tested positive recovered and then tested negative, this is in Wuhan, I know are like testing positive again, or they're showing symptoms. So uh, it's relapse almost. It's relapse. Yeah. Yeah. What does that say about what the virus is doing? And then um, how we can all be back up and up and running? Um, You know, I just... Yeah. I don't know. And I'm reading more about herd immunity, which is really important, but we don't want to put vulnerable people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're, they're, the, the idea of being vulnerable as well is like underlying conditions that haven't manifested themselves in healthy people. Right. You know, it's like you may not see anything. Right. But you've had it or it's already in your DNA to have that vulnerability. Right. You know, like we have in our, our eyes can it, it don't detect that stuff you know right. and it, but the virus doesn't need those eyes to detect it it just wants to survive it does yeah. yeah it's amazing and i hope it's a lesson we're learning from nature also um just considering you know global warming not to bring up that whole topic yeah but, oh for sure yeah you know just our in our impact on um on the planet and, and, um, just being more resourceful. I, I, I mean, that's a topic that is big in our household and, and advocating for, um, practices that, you know, that support the planet. So I, it's, and each other, you know, that that's really, I mean, you're talking about relationships Yeah. and it's like 100%. personal relationships, um, global relationships and the relationship with yourself. You know, those, those can really be improved right now. And it's an amazing thing when those relationships are improved, how it affects your overall health and, and ability to relate to your environment. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, just you bringing up relationships. Yeah. In addition to the, how relationships affect the planet, just like how this is so funny. We're all like socially distant distancing, Mm -hmm. but the connections with people, are stronger than ever for me yeah. they've been even just with patients like when i do telehealth there's um because i think people are so touched by everything that's happening oh yeah they're sharing from a place that maybe they hadn't before and so it's it's kind of amazing no um, yeah yeah there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of emotion um there's high reactivity and also heightened awareness towards how people or how I've been reacting to this stuff and noticing how I react in certain conditions. Um, 
in, in just witnessing, you know, and just observing, uh, mm-hmm. and, and okay. It's like, I feel, I feel kind of scared about this or I feel scared about that now. Okay. How can I shift that so uh-huh. that I can help other people or even myself through that? You know, sure. like that's, that's, that's a really big deal right now. More, more than ever. You know? more than ever. Yeah. Yep. I, I fully agree. So it's, and the, like how you mentioned shifting your own perspective about it, just that cognitive restructuring. So none of us go into a place of catastrophic, you know, thinking about, about what's next or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For sure. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate this conversation. Yes. Um, Where can people find more about you? Sure. So, um, they can certainly go to my website. Um, you know, my full name's Alexandra Modell. People call me Allie. So it's just Allie, A-L-I, Modell, M-O-D, as in David, E-L-L.com. Um, contact information is, is on there. Um, I definitely use social media also to connect with people. So um, either Instagram and Facebook, trying to post like educational um, types of resources. So um, that would be another place um, on there as Alexandra Modell um, or Ali Modell. So one or the other. Um, so those I'd see would say would be my main my main sources um, if people are curious or or just want to make a connection. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show today. And I look forward to uh, taking more of your classes. Awesome, Keith. Okay, thanks. You're great.